Grand Moth Tarkin. I am honored by your visit. Welcome to Grand Moff Talkin', delicately curated, long-form discussion of the internationally beloved Star Wars saga, tailored to the modern fanatic, brought to you by the Grand Moff Tarkin', by the loquacious, yet soothing voices of your hosts, Riley, here, Jake, me, and Isaac, here, hey, <laughs> um, guys, we're here, obviously, as, we're where, where? <laughs> we're the Crate Fang, oh, where, Crate Fang, here, okay, where, Crate Fang, where, Crate Fang, here guys yes. you're gonna love me <laughs> so we're here obviously to talk about one thing which is star wars, star wars! we do it every week we only talk about star wars. every week we don't get sidetracked we just talk about star wars and um obviously we have a big show planned for you today um we're gonna get into probably more kotor 2 stuff and like really like deep jedi it's about, we're gonna get to i've that, been waiting so long to talk i know about and we're gonna get to that forced um, episode, by the way, which we talked about on the listener questions and we never did do. So we're going to kind of combine those and do like a mega episode. Um, obviously, that we do have to, as always, do the news. We have to do a little segment we like to call... A little bit. News Gun Ray. My lord, is that gun? I don't think so. That's good news. No need to report that. All right, guys. So we have to talk about the big news. The um, Obi Wan director big what? was. Uh, it's the news. Okay. Gunray. My lord, is that legal? I don't think so. That's good news. No need to report that. <laughs> <laughs> the director for um. The Obi-Wan movie has like officially come out in the news. So we are going to talk about that. Um can we I'm sorry, like brief sidebar. Can we just like I watched Batman Begins the other day. Can we like just like talk with brief sidebar about the Batman? Well, remind you about something like Star Wars wise. Like, well, yeah, I kind of. I was just thinking, um, because I watched The Dark Knight recently, and I was just That's thinking cool. I don't know if he's a good fit for the Obi-Wan movie. But I watched, Nolan yeah, would be so saw Dark Knight Rises probably a couple weeks ago, so we've all we've seen the Dark Knight yeah. trilogy collectively. That's interesting. Yeah, Nolan would be such a great Star Wars director. Yeah, we. I think we. I don't think we talked about it on the show before. We might have. We totally would be. There yeah. are detractors. There are detractors, and there are the other tools and that hey, you use on a farm. But you say, know, yeah, detractors. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes we joke on this show. We were about to do the same exact thing. Me and Riley were. I was going to say in French. Should I call it detractors? If this is your first episode of Grandmoff Talking Guys, It'll be your this, last. Is, <laughs> this is some of what you can expect. We just love talking about Star Wars. Yeah. Um. You know, like Batman Begins. What was this? 2000, 2005. Five this came out. I believe, right? That yeah, 2005. Right. And Five, seven, and 12, I believe. Is when they came out. Eight and twelve. Five, oh, eight, and twelve. Eight and 12. Okay. Yeah. Um and I was thinking about I guess I was watching like Casino Royale recently, which is my favorite Bond movie, mm-hmm. and that was directly inspired by Batman Begins. Like that movie was just so influential and in just like the way that not just superhero movies, but like the approach to once campy franchises were made, but it's still like that movie holds up as just a perfect comic book 
or- movie. Origin stories are so boring at this point to me. Yeah. And yet, that, I think, is my favorite superhero origin movie, is Batman Begins. It is very good. Yeah. It's like, at the time, it's easy to forget now because- Oh, the kitty. Um, Guys, if you're just joining us a month later- <laughs> Yeah. Then we have no idea when this one. There's a cat here one month ago, and it's so cute. Hopefully, it's still alive. (laughs) He looks pretty good. (laughs) But yeah, like origin stories are so tired now. Like it happens all the time. But right, this was a novel concept at the time because there had been no Batman origin graphic graphic movie. (laughs) Dang it! I was one second behind (laughs) you. Hey, as we were all on the same page of a graphic novel together. Um. Like, the Batman origin story from the actual beginning of Bruce Wayne as a child to becoming Batman had never been done on screen. Like, all of the Batman movies part of that started, you would see a flashback. Yeah, you get his parents getting shot. Always get the flashback. But then it would just cut to him being Batman, which is how they once again did it with the new movie that came out. But, like, I don't know. Where do you want to start with this movie? Like, because this is just such a perfect. I think we should start where it starts, where it begins, yeah. um, because we get wait, where does it begin? It begins with him running outside. Um, He's in the jail, right? Oh no, no, no it no. starts as a little kid, as a little kid. Yeah. Because, but this is good because it starts with him running away from something, falling down into this pit, and becoming afraid of something. Mm-hmm. His father has to lift him out and remind him why do we fall so we can pick ourselves up. Which is like the so thesis. That we can pick ourselves up. So that we can pick ourselves up. <laughs> and so he says that, like, that is like the thesis for the trilogy. Just in the very first scene. And they stick with that, like, remarkably well. But yeah, then it does cut to the jail right. cell. Which I love that whole intro. Oh, it's so I love good. I love where Bruce is at the beginning of this And movie. I am the devil. <laughs> that guy's <laughs> voice is crazy. <laughs> And, like, it's clearly ADR because it doesn't quite match his lips when you watch that part. His facial expressions aren't quite matching the emphaticness with which he says, I am the devil. (laughs) ADR obviously stands for A Dark Rises. (laughs) (laughs) That's the name of the third movie, A Dark Rises. (laughs) And, yeah, wait, maybe we should do that. Like, what is your favorite of the three, would you say, guys? Oh. That is really tough. Yeah. Isaac, I, you haven't like yeah. talked yet. Isaac, go ahead. You haven't said anything yet. No. To be honest, Batman Begins is the one that I've watched the least. Not because I don't like it. It's just for whatever reason, I've never really gotten to it a lot. Mm-hmm. I feel like... I'm... Of course, Dark Knight is such a well-crafted movie. Mm-hmm. Heath Ledger put in such a legendary performance. But what's funny, like... J- Heath Ledger, more like. Ledger, <laughs> yeah. I know Jake and I have talked about this before. Dark Knight Rises, for the longest time, was a movie that really got on my nerves because it was 50% one of my favorite movies, period, and then 50% just movies, like, it, it contained things that really irritated me, but I the, the last time I watched it was, it was in the past few weeks, like, I can kind of see now, like, with me, I can accept if there's something I don't like in a movie, if I can kind of, if I can at least understand where the director's coming from, and so I feel like this last time I watched it, the little things here and there I didn't like about Dark Knight Rises, I think I can finally understand like why Christopher Nolan decided to take the story the, the direction that he did. Even if I don't love the bait-and-switch villain thing, I'm, mm. I think I'm a little bit more at peace with it now. 
And so I think based on that fact, Dark Knight Rises is a really good layered. There's like the the lighting, the sure. the camera work. I don't know. It's just the 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 rises motif that yeah. permeates the the score, the lighting, the shooting, the the angles, the character, everything goes back to that theme of rising. That I don't know. It, it's a very satisfying movie. I think. Yeah, I. I'm kind of with you in that my like Batman Begins is the most like flawless of the movies. Like there's really not a bad thing about Batman Begins and there's little issues with the other two. But the one that I weirdly do come back to a lot is Dark Knight Rises. I would say the one that I've seen the most is Dark Knight by far, but I recently have gotten into Dark Knight Rises quite a bit. There's so much I love about that movie. I never had issues with it to be honest with you like when i first saw it i was like oh my god he he topped it he topped dark knight that was amazing and i saw it a number of times in theaters and always just thought it was fantastic i don't remember why didn't people warm up was it because it wasn't dark knight is that why the that's initial, it initial i think kinda... that's it it was what four years later yep and we i mean ledger by that point ledger's performance had just become legendary really yeah. it really it heath still legendary. is heath legendary and it's i think it was just a lot of hype going coming to that movie and it just didn't quite meet it for did a lot it get of people menaced? maybe or kind of it's possible where it just didn't meet I mean, expectations the the movie was set up to fail just because it couldn't possibly be the sequel to Dark Knight that anybody wanted it to be. Like because because, Joker needed to be in the sequel yeah, to Dark Knight. Yeah, because it was so set up that yeah. Joker would be this constant pre- presence in Batman's life, and that it just couldn't be that anymore. He doesn't even get mentioned, because no. which is was the right call, I think. Yeah, we'll Nolan's talk about part. that we will. when we yeah. get to it. But like that is sort of... The thing is, it couldn't possibly meet expectations, but it delivered something that I would have never anticipated. And the choices that he made to that movie—it's interesting—they—they they make some like certain comic book fans mad because it's like quote unquote not true to the character, but it's so true to the character that Christopher Nolan created. No, actually, it's so true to Christian Bale's Batman. Pretty recently, I heard someone say that yeah, like he he really enjoys Dark Knight Rises, and like you were saying, some comic book people didn't like it, but he said it's Dark Knight Rises is good because it doesn't follow like the comic book format where yeah. you need like the next issue to kind of you know, you need to resolve things in a certain at a certain pacing and so yeah it did fit into Batman's character that he would go away for that many years and like the, the different things that would come up that wouldn't necessarily fit into a comic I guess instead of like going like beat by beat through the movies which would take in, in seven years like we can talk about them individually but can I talk about my favorite Batman movie oh yeah what's your favorite Batman movie Riley? yeah of course yeah <laughs> So without a doubt, the one I have seen the most is Batman Begins. I have watched okay. that one so many cool. times. And I, I, in certain respects, I think it is the weakest of the three. And mm. that's mainly because I think Ra's al Ghul is the weakest of the three villains. That's a fair call. Um, he's Not that he's bad. He's an, he's an okay villain. It's just it doesn't... He what about doesn't, Scarecrow, though? Scarecrow is good, but yeah. I, I don't know. He's not... I don't know. Scarecrow is very good. But Roz, I think, is the main bad guy in that movie, even though he's not in most of it. Yeah. And there's there's no villain performance as strong as Ledger's or as Hardy's in Batman Begins, but it is still prob I'd probably call it my favorite. Um it's more about it's more about Batman while Dark Knight is obviously not about Batman. That one's more about the Joker, I think. And 
Rises. I'm not sure what it's about. I'd say it's far more about Bruce Wayne. <laughs> Rises, I guess, is, I guess, is about Gotham. Rises is about the legend of Batman. Yeah, and the impact that Batman's yeah. legend has had on on Gotham. But but for me, the one if I'm going to go back and watch one of them, it's probably going to be Begins. I don't want to make it feel like we're uh, trying to woke ourselves around uh, the Dark Knight because that that is just such a legendary movie. Like, oh well, yeah, yeah, I don't want to downplay that. how yeah. much no, I love that movie. Like it is not. a all-time favorite movie my like that movie still is like on a lot of lists as one of the top movies period like it's of all movies it's it's interesting like there has been backlash no one i guess some of the most backlash of any director because it's like he is the kind of modern day spielberg spielberg is still operating but clearly not under the same not the same way that he not was. with the same influence that he had he's not the like king of blockbusters anymore that is yeah, he's very not, clearly nolan right? he's not going from raiders to et to close encounters no <laughs> no <Right>. whereas <laughs> nolan is going from the dark knight trilogy to like the prestige to inception to interstellar to uh, dunkirk and like keeps on just topping himself even, every movie even the you know how some directors do like one for me, one for them. Yeah. Even the ones for him are huge hits for Nolan. Uh, yeah. Like Inception yeah. was a hundred percent a movie for him, and yet it was like one of his biggest. It's one of the yeah, yeah. and it's like a cultural touchstone. I mean, people like to hate on Nolan because he's not people who are like film snobs. I think like to poo-poo Nolan because he doesn't have a directorial style. In terms of like his camera work, like someone, like you know, when you're watching a Coen Brothers movie or like a Lynch movie or like Terrence Malick or Wes Anderson Anderson or something like that, like all of these guys are like huge directors who have a distinct visual style. Nolan is more, I think his style comes through more in the like his editing and his storytelling and the tone that he strikes, which is kind of interesting. I feel like I can easily identify a Nolan movie. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, like he does have a visual style, but I think I, what I what I mean is like the way. A lot of people point to the fact that like with a Nolan movie, there's never like a shot that means two things at once, which is not true. But they're basically saying the shots are functional. Like if it's dialogue, it's shot reverse shot. If it's like an action scene, it's with it, we're following the car because the car is going over here. You know, it's not artful in that sense. But I don't agree with that. I think there's a. I think he breaks the shot reverse shot a lot, and I like that. He does. I mean, he's. Yeah. I, but these are just the complaints that I right, hear right, about right, him. Right, right, right. But he's an underrated stylist, in my opinion. I just. I guess yeah. what we're saying is like he's not yes, an underrated director because he. He's probably the household name that everybody knows. Like if you were gonna yeah. name directors still working today, it'd probably be Spielberg and Nolan. Like everyone knows Christopher Nolan. So yeah. I wouldn't say he's under. The only the reason left my head. The only reason why like a movie like Dunkirk would be number one is because people are like, oh, the new Nolan movies, <laughs> right? Out. Not oh, the new World War Two movies out. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah, he has that unique uh, distinction of being some, like a like appointment viewing because his name's attached to it. Yeah, and it's not like Nazis are hot these days and like a button <laughs> issue that everyone is paying attention to. <laughs> yeah, good point. Great point. But there are no Nazis in Dunkirk, so yeah, that's also true, isn't There's it? There's no um, crying in baseball. Good hey, movie. Good movie. Let's talk about that instead. Uh, no, so we'll get to Star Wars in a little bit. But... A, pod- a podcast of their own. <laughs> Ma! Hey, Ma! Um, so, like, I guess we're just trying to say, 
I know it's as obnoxious as it is for me and Isaac to wax poetic about the prequels. I understand it's also obnoxious to be like Nolan's a great director, but like I don't. He is a great director. I don't care director. to hear the haters. I understand the perspective on it, but haters, just get out of here. You know what? Hit stop on your podcast, but still rate us five stars. You know what I've always said is haters are gonna hate. So you know who else always says that is Taylor Swift has said that in a song. Who? Great thing. Okay. Let's, I do want to talk like one movie at a time. Yeah. Let's Batman start Begins. with Begins. Begins is so good. It's so compelling without it being a Batman movie at the start. Like, because... He doesn't put on the suit till like 45 minutes yeah. in. As a kid, I, I loved Batman. I loved all the Batman movies. Um, You know, even when you're a kid, you don't quite understand that, like, you think that the Jim Carrey one is awesome, but Batman Forever is Because Jim Carrey is awesome. Yeah, and yeah. that movie is, like, very bad. Right. Um, so when I was watching that, I guess I, I didn't really know his origin story, so I just got totally enveloped in that story of just this person who went wayward and was in this prison and wanted to kind of return to his hometown a better person, and just the weird fairy tale-esque quality of him climbing this mountain having to take like a little blue rose up to the top and like it's just so fairy tale-esque it's very strange there's not a ton of dialogue in the beginning of this movie either there's there's some like but roz probably has the most hey roz (laughs) (laughs) there it is He he probably has the most to say in the beginning i would think i'm gonna say in the in the bruce scenes was this this movie this movie was this this movie this was a movie was this a movie first of all it was yeah. was this the movie what? that kind of brought Liam Neeson more into the consciousness of action movies again I think this is the one that kind of brought him back because this was after Phantominous. his wife died I believe oh he he went like maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong I, some when was taken was it 2007 yeah yeah because I think sh- maybe it was shortly after this movie his wife died and that's when he sort of accepted every role because to deal with it he just threw himself just, like, into kept work and he and just kept going working. so that's when his his action star surge came but but i think this is the one that kind of put him back in everybody's consciousness that oh yeah liam neeson is pretty good he's so excellent he is in excellent in this movie oh he's so good he's just an excellent dude like he's i like man him. i hope it never comes out that he's actually bad oh there are some people that that would just like devastate like that, liam neeson just I liam hope neeson he's just a nice patrick guy. stewart there's a lot of people oh, who would just be like, like it would ian mckellen yeah yeah kind of devastate me if they were just bad right <laughs> all these old white wrinkly <laughs> yeah, they're actors probably bad they're probably, <laughs> they're bad. probably bad don't call on the show liam neeson. <laughs> no but yeah like weirdly the part of that movie do you think I'm, liam neeson has heard of a podcast of, you think you he's heard the concept of podcast podcast i don't think so either um this entire conceit was ripped off like wholesale, by the way, in Doctor Strange, which I assume was I also had not thought about that. I guess it probably came out I mean, no, it did not predate Batman comics, so wrong. But <laughs> the, it tried to do basically the same thing, and it's so less effective than this movie. Yeah. Um, I don't know why I brought that up. I just I don't of, know why I, I saw that up recently. That. Yeah, it's it's just so good. Because the movie is compelling on its own. If you had no idea what Batman was, it would not be a ridiculous concept for this guy to put on a bat costume by a certain point <laughs> in the movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. In any other movie, at a certain point, you're just like, uh, he becomes a superhero because that's what kind of movie this is. Right. Deal with it. 
But this movie, it's like they establish so thoroughly his fear of bats and what that means to the character and him wanting to embody something that will strike fear in criminals and that thing for him is a bat. So it, And you see it build up to a point where even if you knew nothing about what a superhero movie was, it would totally work just as a film and as a story. Yeah, because yeah. that was like the choice from the outset was to ground this superhero story in reality more than any other superhero franchise up to that point. Which I think has been um, co-opted by many, many people now, and a lot of people are going for that grounded Nolan thing when it comes to everything. They and it doesn't it doesn't work. It was a fad for a while, and it yeah. like faded away. I think I'm when glad Marvel it, yeah, movies Marvel's became popular. Kind of, yeah, Marvel. Yeah. Are not they're not grounded that, anymore, which I like. It's, a it's really, not not every movie needs to be grounded in reality. I was about to say, yeah, it was really nice to yeah, have our Star Wars podcast. Yeah, have that specifically up on your mantle, but you mean you don't have to. Not every meal has to be pizza. The other, <laughs> the other, it's thing, like milk. It's, like, it's just <laughs> it's like exactly that. like milk. Harvey milk. <laughs> Harvey Bullock. Hey, Cop in Batman. Harvey Dent. Yeah, Plus weird the that there's two Harveys in Batman. Jeremy Bullock, Boba Fett, Star Wars. We're a Star Wars podcast. We'll get, and we we'll still get to the. Wait, hey, we we're gonna to get to. It. We don't want to dwell on Batman. No, no, no. We're not gonna dwell on it. We're still, of course, in News Gunray. We are tonight's entertainment. I only have one question. You don't watch a whole lot of news, do you, Mister Wayne? Stop smiling. It's not a joke. Please leave. News is over. The thing, no, um, there's a mistake, I think, when people talk about, like, the groundedness of his movies. It's mostly from an aesthetic point of view that it's grounded, because one thing I like about Nolan movies, it's something that people point to as a flaw, but it's, a, it's always a perk for me, is his dialogue choices are very... Weird? Op- operatic. <laughs> like, it's it's very, like, stage play-esque. It's very comic booky. People talk in very portentous monologues and right. things that people would not normally talk in, but it's a very distinct tone. Almost like like nobody really talks like people in a Coen Brothers movie, but they just have a way of making people talk. <laughs> and he does too, to a lesser extent. Watching Dark Knight Rises when I did, I was like, if people want to bag on the prequels, like, <laughs> this is like the same sort of deal where like, this is a choice to have people not talk like normal people. Like when Catwoman is like whispering a speech into Batman's ear, like that's yeah, that, that's never happened in the history of ever. So, but it works in these movies. So There's well. the prequel hater, Riley. It works so well. We're not gonna in get into prequels movies. at all because no, I talked about them. it's so much more effective in these movies, no matter what you think of the prequels. But yeah, like so, the groundedness comes from more of a gritty aesthetic gritty is not even the right word no but people made it gritty after this i think for a little bit yeah is that they thought oh nolan works let's make this gritty basically his approach was gritty (laughs) gritty and pink so the thing that like he did was how could this person realistically become batman but it's very like broad strokes as far as just tapping into emotions it's not literally let's make this a documentary style movie it's very comic booky. I mean, there's a the, the there's a microwave machine that's going to destroy the the city, you know. So there's still a comic book, right? Movie. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, the thing I loved so... playing with microwave machines when I was little <laughs> at all the cars. Oh, absolutely. Um, when we get I, to Dark Knight Rises, I 
Doomsday devices are another like super tropey, but it works so well in yeah. Rises. Like there was an, I feel like there's an actual reason. But he would never give to it be... to an ordinary citizen. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know where is it. No. Frankly, <laughs> by the way, that video was the funniest thing I've ever seen. I've never laughed so hard. In all the other languages, we will post this uh, on Twitter when we post this episode. Isaac sent us the "Where's the trigger?" You would have never given it to an ordinary citizen, and it's they they do it in like twenty languages in a row, <laughs> and it is like so all funny. of the, the DVDs and their different language options. Hearing the different actors' voice, but it's incredible. Um, simply incredible. It's simply incredible. Now, the thing, one thing, just like as a fan, that I loved about this movie. Another thing that people point at is like Nolan can't shoot action, and there's the aspect where that's true. In this movie, it's such an intentional choice for that warehouse scene or like the dock scene. Yeah, where to, we first you see, don't see what's happening. Yeah, yeah, because he nailed the thing that nobody else really had prior to this point of Batman is terrifying to criminals, and so I mean, this is kind of the thing that made the Arkham games possible were these kinds of scenes where you're seeing everything from the criminal's point of view and there's only being picked off. And then right. you just see this blur that is this weird bat-looking creature taking people down and it doesn't even make sense. It's a weird example of shaky cam being really effective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm glad it doesn't he doesn't stay with that in every movie because I feel like you can see more action in the... And it helps that... <laughs> He gets a new suit in Dark Knight. Yeah. <laughs> so he can move a little bit more. Because I think it was a good choice, but I also think they were limited by how much Christian Bale could move in the suit because I don't think it was a lot. That's true, too. Um, Christian Bale is so good in these movies. He's very good. I it, I know it's been said a million times, and I have to say it again. His Batman voice is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I've never been bothered by it. Really? No. I, I find it... So ridiculous. I was in some time. It was another like internet thing. Like, oh, people hate this thing. Where I went on the internet at a certain point was like, oh, people hate the Batman. Why? He just has a weird voice. I feel like that's another example of like people's aversion to corny. Where like, here's something that's like it's an outlier of normal things, and so like we need to have a. I don't. I don't know about that. I don't know. I don't know if I would call it corny. It's not corny. It's it's just a weird choice. I think. I really like it. I it always made sense to me. That it, it always bothered me because I love the animated series, but it was just sort of bothersome that his Bruce Wayne and Batman voices, Kevin Conroy's voices, oh, were exactly very, the same. I think they're very different. Yeah, the old incorrect. It's an I incorrect f- opinion. I feel like no, any. Right. I feel like Bruce Wayne was known enough. Like someone may have picked up. Like, hey, wait a minute. Like, yeah, like, any like. Yeah, but famous... he's been gone for like seven years since he was. But he's know. then immediately a public figure as soon as he comes back, and he's in the news media and taking control of his company again. The so, news gun ray. Use a, vo- <laughs> use a voice. Use a voice modulator. That's what's a very smart decision about these Ben Affleck yeah. movies is giving him the voice distorter. Yeah. That was a smart decision. I like, I like that a lot more. It's just yeah, there, that's good. That's good. There are certain times where he's the where's the trigger scene. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, I and guess then I in, never was. I just never thought in, about it. In Rises, there's one point where um, Catwoman knows who he is. She knows he's Bruce Wayne. She's and seen still this, and he's still it. using the voice. And I'm like, just stop using. No, voice. I know, Please but that's like that's it. a character thing for him because to him, when he is in that suit, he is Batman. Like it's a thing that happens in the comics too. When he's talking to Nightwing or Batgirl or whatever, 
he will still talk as Batman. Yeah. And they're like, dude, we know it's like, don't talk to me as Batman right now. Talk to me as a person. And he's like, he'll like detach and be like, no, I'm a Batman. Not I a person. My name is Bruce. That's right. <laughs> I mean, Batman. He's the exact opposite of Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> he is. He's never killed any sand people. <laughs> By the way, one thing that was surprising to me going back and rewatching these movies recently was that for all of the uproar about Ben Affleck, like Ben Affleck's Batman killing people, like he is so... He kills so many people in these Nolan movies. It's like oh, for at sure. one point he probably he, kills innocent people with a tumbler. He runs over like literally innocent like cops yeah. and just murders them with his tank car in this movie. Yeah. Oh it's... no, they show a quick shot of them in the car oh, do they really? with it collapsed. Yeah, do you know just what? To a, let you know a weird thing. So in Batman v Superman, I noticed this the last time I watched it that like there's that ridiculous Batmobile chase sequence where he like hooks a weird ratchet onto the back or like a string onto a car behind him and drags it behind him and then the car that he flings falls onto another car. Oh yeah, it's it's craziness, and you think, oh, he just smashed all those people, but then you, they do make sure that you see those same people later in the warehouse, <laughs> yeah, that okay. which I was like, oh, why those people do we have to make sure they're alive? <laughs> I don't know. That's just a weird I, observation. If but. I had two complaints about this trilogy, it'd be the voice, which I just find goofy. It's not neither of these break the series. In Batman for Begins, me because by the way, very good. It's really not very pronounced. In Batman Begins, like he that there's voice the one was scene where he's holding uh, Bullock over. Like when he's yelling at Bullock, holding him upside down. Oh yeah, yeah. He yeah. gets a little intense with the voice there, but it's not bad most of the time. Um, but that and I do not like the tumbler. Just, Whoa. just in general, I don't like any tumbler what? scenes. I don't like that it shoots giant missiles everywhere. I just don't like right. it. It's a little irresponsible, I guess. Neither, neither one of them break the the trilogy for me. But I, it's just they're just things I don't like. Ooh, I like the tumbler quite a bit. I do not like the bat. I like the bat, the bat a the million bat times. I like the... it a million times more really? than the Tumblr. I thought that was the most huh. aesthetically disgusting choice for a bat plane. Isaac, any hot takes on Batman Begins? Uh, yeah, Isaac's been watching football this whole time. It's okay. I was wondering, I'm fine. Yeah, if you're wondering, Isaac is not being quiet because we're talking over him. He's just he's watching football. <laughs> I'm fine. Bat- Batman Begins. I don't know. It's oh, once you, again. Yeah, it's... You said you didn't have a lot of takes on this one. I guess. Oh uh, yeah, it, it's been a while since I've seen it all the way through. And I own it. I just never bother to watch it that often. I own it too. Like I, I also own I it. I own it. We all own it. When I watch that movie. I, I on Blu-ray. I don't shy away from it. What I format? I only have it on DVD. I have not upgraded Ooh. to Blu-ray. Do you know what? One. I don't have the Blu-ray Batman. Movie. No, I did. I, I ended up buying it. Mm. I haven't watched it on Blu-ray yet, though. I remember these are the things people want to know. <laughs> probably right soon after Dark Knight Rises, they the, that initial Blu-ray Dark Knight trilogy. Oh yeah, I bought that, and it, it like had the bonus book with like concept art. Pretty cool. I never got that. Oh, mm. Should have gotten that. It's a good set. I recommend it. I let's. Do you want to talk about Scarecrow a little bit? I want to talk yeah, about Scarecrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do that. Because I this guy it's terrified probably, me the first time I saw it's probably it. It's probably I I said this one that has like the weakest villains, but that's not really an insult when you're being compared to Heath Ledger and Tom Hardy and the other movies. Right, great villain still. I think Killian Murphy is so good in this role as Scarecrow. He's that's how you pronounce and, his name. Yeah, it's Killian. Yeah, it is Killian. It looks like Cillian. I found no, this out but very been, recently watching some Nolan director's commentary. I've been something. saying Cillian for so long. Me too. Yeah. So embarrassing. It looks, Until, like, it looks literally like last week I I found out it was Killian. It looks like Cillian, but it is Killian. So, yes, He's I... a little, like, cartoony, but it's in but a, just it, the perfect it, way. It works for that villain, and his, I like him as Crane a lot before he gets mm-hmm. even crazier. He's a very good Jonathan Crane. Somebody pointed out that when we first see him... He's like in judges' robes that has like straw, and he looks like a scarecrow. And I never noticed this before. I don't remember. And like, as Jonathan Crane when he's in the courthouse. 
Yeah, he has these robes on at some point here. Let me oh, see if I can find a picture of it. Find a picture of that. Keep talking. I don't remember that. But Isaac, what's your what are your takes? Do you have any takes on Killian or on Scarecrow in general? He was fine. Like I said, it's <laughs> he didn't do anything wrong. But yeah, the <laughs> like we were saying, Heath Ledger and Tom Hardy just kind of yeah. We'll it's really out. hard to won't we? <laughs> he's also sharing space with Liam Neeson's. Right. Yeah. yeah it, it's it's it, it's it's a really solid performance, uh, but it's just. Yeah, compared to what happens in the next ones, I really like Killian Murphy and everything. Because I mean, he shows up in like all three movies. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's what I like about Scarecrow is that he he's like the one constant besides Batman in all Mm -hmm. of the movies. Yeah, you see him. I like I like the little intro in Dark Knight a lot where he where he shows up and he's just I'm really glad they went with Scarecrow, Mister Zaz. He's a he's a villain who has not gotten a lot of Batman screen time. You know, everyone's heard of the Joker, and everyone's and now everyone's heard of Scarecrow. But everyone's heard of Two Face. Everyone's heard of Joker. But uh, I like I like the choice to use Scarecrow. He's handled so much better in this than in any other media, too. Like, it, yeah, like, animated series. He was he's all right. A little okay, and like in the Arkham, he's games, like a mix between Riddler and Joker in the animated yeah. series. Who has a fear gas? The Arkham games, the like scarecrow levels are very artful and cool but the way they treat that character particularly in night is just so bland like i'm a bad guy it's very boring i like seeing him before he gets dosed by his own stuff in this movie great great choice yeah yeah that's what they do in all these movies like you are really invested in the character even before they become the villain i guess except for joker as but opposed to joker but that's kind of the whole point bane i guess but I, but no, it, I'm talking I about more like the minor, yeah, talking villains, <laughs> right? Yeah. But yeah, um, yeah. Also, Zaz is in this movie just like briefly. That's right. I wanted to he say like Zaz, threatens... and I wasn't confident enough to, if I remember correctly or not. The, the, the Killian thing is throwing you for a loop. You don't know how to pronounce anything now. Yeah, I'm done talking. Kaz, <laughs> Kaz, Kanata, um, Z says. I, I went to school with a kid named Kaz Finnegan. Kaz Finnegan, come on the show. That sounds like a Star Wars name, doesn't it? It kind of does. Lawrence Kaz Finnegan. <laughs> bad. Very bad. But I love you. <laughs> um, That's my motto. The entire... Yeah, you only see a little bit of Zaz, right, when he like threatens Katie Holmes. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's I it. can't that's think him. of her name. Yeah, Katie Rachel Holmes. Dawes. Rachel oh. Dawes. Uh, yeah, Killian Murphy's voice is weird. He's super he's not. Irish, and it's always a little yes. weird when he tries to do an American. It's not a bad American accent. It's just a little bit off. Dr. Crane is in my head. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Taste your own medicine, doctor. It's all great. I, I just like, I really like Killian Murphy. The more I'm thinking about Killian Murphy, I just like him. He's excellent. I think in, I have a crush on um, him. Dunkirk as well, by mm-hmm. the way. I also, the level of practical effects they used in Batman Begins is insane. They built the entire Narrows. They really blew Gotham up. Yeah, they really did. No, that's true. Like, they built all of these alleyways of, of Gotham. They really built the Narrows. They really had a stuntman hang from the bottom of the train, which they really built and moved around the city as gas blew up from the bottom of the ground. It's, like, insane. They built the Tumbler. They built the Batcave. They really had waterfalls going down. It's just, like, it's... Yeah, so good, and it, visually it, it holds up. Yeah, great. Yeah, because it was real. I know it doesn't really look dated at all. No, it it's doesn't. All, it's great. Um, we should talk about the Dark Knight. We should talk about the Dark Knight. It's not a flawless movie. I'm going to Isaac, say. Jake, and I brought you here to talk about the Dark Knight. We really, we've been having a private text conversation. Yeah, we, we've been kind of talking about like 
Without me? Yeah. <laughs> that voice. You were we talking without me? We can't stay mad at you. We, you we can't. Voice. We wanted to talk to you about the Dark Knight. Do you want to talk about the Dark Knight? Sure. Okay. Um, What are the flaws? List them. Three right now. One. Oof, okay. One is that I think the beginning of this movie is a little weak. Not the very opening of this movie, but the... Stuff establishing the various Batmans, like wannabes around the city, I think is a little weak. And like the the dialogue in particular in that scene when they're in like the parking garage area. I'm not wearing hockey pads. <laughs> that part I like. <laughs> Just kidding. Um what does it oh, the um not my diagnosis, like the scarecrow is obnoxious lines. Like and the the crazy Russian stereotype man. My dogs are hungry. I love that line, though. <laughs> He's so great. I think that, like, the Tokyo sidecar is not... That's a drink. But the Tokyo... The Tokyo... Wow. Isn't it China? I thought it was Tokyo. I, thought they, I think they go to China. They go to China? I'm pretty sure they go to China. Hong Kong. It's oh, they not, go to Hong Kong. Not, Hong Kong. That's Hong Kong. Not that's right. Um, uh, yeah. That scene is, like, just... It's hard to like remember what that has to do with the movie, and I don't know. There, there's another thing I'm, I'm trying to remember what it is, but there's it, just like a couple threads in that movie that aren't as strong upon rewatch. While Jakey's been talking for three hours, I've been racking my brain to you try. Son of a gun! <laughs> I've been racking my brain trying to think of flaws in this movie, and it's been a long time since I've had a hot take, and I'm ready for a new one. Here's my hot take Let's with the the flaw in this movie for me. Okay. Two Face. That's a bad take. And it's not really anything Two Face does. Or by the way, also not a hot take because everybody says this. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, I just don't. I just don't love Aaron Eckert's performance. I don't love it. That's my hot take. I don't love it. That hurts my heart. Post. I don't love it. Post Two Face. Well, that's fair. Uh, I think he's incredible up until he becomes Two Face, and then I. It's all right after that. It's just all right after that. Yeah. That's my hot That's take. That's fair. I think he's so good as Harvey Dent. Though. Hey, he's very good as Harvey Dent. He's a great Harvey Dent. Say it! <laughs> and, then, and then after, I think he's just a little a little hammy, which isn't he's always a, a bad hammy. thing, but I think he's a little hammy as Two-Face. So I guess if yeah, I had to- true. But see, here's the thing. I had to think about it for a while before I could think of a flaw. And mm. if I have to choose something, I guess it's that, and it's really not bad. I think that the movie, up until, like, it takes until the point where Bruce Wayne is watching the like on the news where they have like the Joker's tape that he made with that with the wannabe hockey pad Batman from the beginning. From that point onward, it is as good as the Dark Knight is remembered as being. But before that, it's not like spectacular to me. But anyway, once this movie gets going, it's just it's every time I'm enthralled by it. I am totally glued it's to the screen. Just really good. Are we even saying anything of note about any of these movies other than the fact that they're very good? No, we've been saying some stuff. Yeah. Um, let's. I, so let's talk about Heath Ledger. Okay. Uh, rightfully thought as one of like the greatest performances in a yeah. movie. It's very, very good. 
I saw, I didn't even read the article because I just couldn't do it, but I saw some article the other day, looked like a clickbait article that yeah. said why, like, it was like 10 reasons why Jack Nicholson's Joker was better than Heath Ledger's. Get out of I was like, come on. His performance cool. holds up very well That's in that the movie. hottest take. He's very time. good in that movie. So Jack th- Nicholson's performance is great, but it's not Heath come Ledger's on. performance. I feel like there should be, like, a like new game we can play in, in life just called like hot take woke take and real take <laughs> <laughs> like and i think real take could like acknowledge like heath ledger's performance the hot take is what you just described and like the woke take is mark hamill's joker is the best joker oh yeah uh, well <laughs> which is also not true well it's it's great yeah but that's the woke he's take. really good they're very different they're all three are very different takes like Nicholson's- the thing like here's the thing and this is what I don't like about comparing anything. Like yes. this one's better than that one. We have all three. Yeah. You know, if you if you like Mark Hamill's performance the best, go watch the cartoon. Say, if you like if you like Ledger's, go watch them. Yeah, like they're all there. Yeah. What do they're you all win if uh, yeah. it turns out you like if, Mark if Hamill's the best? Your take was the best. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you win. Your take was right. Uh, the supreme... Several more Facebook profile status <laughs> likes than another person. I and guess. if the Supreme Batman Council comes down from on high and says Mark Hamill's Joker is the best Joker, I got a hot take for you. I think Kevin Conroy is an overrated Batman. Oh, I think he's a pretty good Batman. He's but, pretty good. Yeah. I'm not going to say because people. I are think like, you're crazy about his Batman and Bruce being different. I think or being the same. I think they're totally different. They're not totally different. In he's the way just that, not Bruce very much in that show. Well, that's you know what? That's a good call. He's, he's not Bruce. Very he's much. not Bruce very much. Um, maybe a good point. Um, I feel like his voice pre Nolan is like the voice in my head. Yeah, when, I thought of when you read comic books, like, yeah. it was it was people him. love to say like Kevin Conroy is Batman. He is Batman. And I'm like, no, he's not. No, there's everyone, there's so many Batmans, yeah. and you can have a choice. I don't like that he's he can be your favorite. He's These like, are... uh, if you're a real fan, you know that Kevin Conroy is. <laughs> it's like, no, I think he can be your favorite for sure. He can be your anybody can be your yeah. favorite. One thing I will say as a Batman fan, people love to say this is not a Batman movie; it's a Joker movie, and I no, fundamentally disagree I with that. Yeah, he's, yeah, it's their relation. It's a re- talk about things. It's a there. relationship movie. Because here's the thing: like, this was a mistake that they are apparently going to continue to keep making by making a Joker solo movie. But Ugh, that's a, the, the worst entire mistake. the entire point of the Joker's character is what he means to Batman and how those characters interact with each other and what they do to each other's psychology and how they drive each other so when you take it away from that context it doesn't matter so if this was if this movie was just Heath Ledger's performance it'd be like well he played a crazy guy and that was it was good but it didn't mean anything it only means something because Christian Bale is so good like Jedi without the Sith yeah I mean Star Wars podcast sure (laughs) (laughs) we will be getting the the KOTOR stuff that we talk about soon like that is my to get to the complaint complaint. That complaint is a little silly to me. Like this movie is a hundred percent about Batman because it's about the Joker. Well, this movie ends with huge ramifications that he's no longer Batman. Like he disappears after this. This is this yeah. is a movie of his transformation from where he thinks the city needs him to where he thinks the city doesn't need him anymore. I that's like it the, he has a huge arc in this movie. Yeah, Arkham. it's him. Asylum. Huh? Arkham. Oh, okay. Thank you. <laughs> wow. Arkham. Arkham. Arkhamel. Oh. Um, is that where he got his name from? Ar- yeah, from Arkham Asylum. He knew that, like, you know, 40 years or, no, six, 60 years after he was born, you'd be playing a joke. So he right? went to the old Screen Actors Guild and was like, hey. Hey, make, Sags. Make this my name. That's right. Bob Saget. 
Hey, Bob Saget, president of the SAG Actors Guild. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> no. Screen Actors Guild, <laughs> not SAG Actors Guild. <laughs> SAG Actors. <laughs> the Screen Actors Guild, Actors Guild. <laughs> That's like ATM machine. Yep. Um, <laughs> pin number. <laughs> oh, wow. Pin number. Whoa. I never thought about that one. Yeah. I think it said a lot, pin number. Now we're talking about you RBIs. Put your, you got to put your RBIs. <laughs> Wait, that's the thing. Runs bat, runs batted ends. <laughs> so it's just RBI. That's true. It is just RBI. How, How many RBIs, RBIs did you have? Yeah, you're right. Ooh, that's a good How that's many good runs point. batted ends? You know what bothers me? Now we're on to the complaint complaint still. When people, like, say you're in a tech crunch, like, I hate this. But instead of extending the A, they extend, like, the T. So be like, oh, I yeah, hate this. I have to, to do this. Or, like, like they do, do that, that with love. Like, I love this. It extends the letter that doesn't make any sense to extend. That's... Hot, hot water heater. It's just a water heater. It doesn't heat hot water. Oh, Riley's got a lot of good ones, I'm sure wow. I say all the Three time. Three more. I'm out. I think I'm out. <laughs> He's making it. me realize what a complete idiot to me. So, Dark Knight Rise. Dark Knight. Dark Knight. Dark Knight. Dark Knight. Nothing has risen yet. Are we talking about Rachel yet? Or are we still talking about the Joker? Rachel! Rachel. Let's talk about Rachel. So we should talk about Maggie Gyllenhaal oh, re- change replacing Katie Holmes. Uh, I, I thought Katie Holmes was all right. Can I have a history lesson as we to why that happened? We didn't talk. Because uh, this, I think it's Tom Cruise. Scientology. Yeah, I think it's because he's a weirdo. Yeah. Oh, really? That's I seriously think, the reason? Really, I yeah. think there was something. Oh, did she have to It's be all like a, Hollywood gossip that we have in no way like checked or substantiated with any kind of evidence, but that's it's... We're assuming it's correct. She kind of just disappeared after Batman Begins. Yeah. Honestly. Was it like had to be a stay-at-home dungeon slave? She had to be a stay-at-home alien woman. No, yeah. I think that's why it happens. Um, I, yeah. Katie Holmes was like, not particularly... She wasn't. She wasn't. We did Noteworthy. We forgot to mention her, really. So yeah, that's true. That's, that kind of says all you need to say. She doesn't have a huge role in that. That was one of those things one. where like... Watching Dark Knight for the first time, it took a second to register that this was a new Rachel. Or it was even there was even a difference. Honestly, they honestly could have probably gone with a new character, and it would have been just as effective. Maybe I don't know. It does bother me when they do that in movies, just as a weird like continuity person in my head. Rachel's character is kind of unfortunate. Yeah, she's I, Nolan has been dinged for this little trope that he does in just about every movie. Oh yeah? The, oh the dead, the dead, Johansson, the dead wife trope. Uh he oh. has a lot of dead wives in his movies or dead girlfriends or something like that. And this kind of falls into the same trope that he does in just about all That doesn't all his happen movies. in the prestige, does it? I mean does well does Scarlett Johansson die? The prestige, his wife is dead. She dies in Piper whatever, Parabo. No, I think it's Piper Perbo. <laughs> she dies in the water. Hugh Jackman's Hugh Jackman's wife. That's like yeah. That's what I guess the whole I was rift. thinking of I was thinking of uh, Christian Bale's wife. Yeah, I th- I think Scarlett Johansson lived. I don't remember, but but I mean the whole thing is Hugh Jackman's wife dies. That's, and that's tr- why he. Hates that's true. Christian Bale. That's true. Um, Inception obviously. Inception obviously dead wife. Interstellar is the whole thing. dead Interstellar, wife. Interstellar dead wife. Yeah, There's, you have he, Murph. That's a good character. Murph is a good character, but she's not his wife. She should have been. He just has a he she has a, married he has a tendency to kill. The protagonist's significant other, which is more Good usually point. a wife or something, so it's yeah, interesting. and it's it's kind of a motivating factor for a lot of his characters too, which is like mm. it's Inception. It's a huge motivating factor. Yeah, it's like the whole thing. Um, in Interstellar, not so much. She's just kind of dead. Um, but yeah, so it that's I guess that's my only complaint about the use of Rachel in this movie. But she's not a strong character to begin with, in my opinion. I don't so. know. I think she's 
I, she's a stronger character in Batman Begins almost because she's this very strong, powerful DA that like is not afraid of the criminal underworld right. and doesn't care that the mob runs that she's going to take them all down. So she was better in that movie, and she was not so much a damsel in distress in that either. Like she was the one that was kind of like fighting, didn't she? Like she was helping the kid like fight off that mob. Yeah, like, even while she was like scared, she was helping. Yeah, so she was kid. pretty good, and in this movie, she just kind of gets blown up yeah she's not really even the strong da anymore that's harvey so she's not can i ask a question no okay yes oh thanks so i need my memory jogged okay as to if there was significance because the dark knight presented the fact that she chose harvey dent as kind of a big deal and then alfred burns the letter and then he tells bruce in dark knight rises that he burned the letter and bruce says i don't believe you and right. that's kind of so. What was really the that seemed like a big deal, but then again, if someone burns the letter that she wrote it on, was it a big deal? What? I don't, I don't understand what you mean. Like, yeah, is it a big deal that about? she made that declaration or yeah. she told him that she was choosing Harvey? Yeah, it was a it was a big because Bruce never found out, right? Well, he not until not out. until Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, but then he didn't really believe him. Well, I think he. <laughs> The closing, I think he believes him. He totally believes him. I think him. he, he believes him. Okay. The, but I, my, the I guess it's up to interpretation. The closing monologue but... that, that, like, Gary Oldman and... We Bruce do need Wayne. to talk about Gary Oldman at some point, too. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, that Jim Gordon and Batman are giving at the end of The Dark Knight, part of that is about, like, sometimes people deserve to have their faith rewarded, sometimes, like, blah, blah, blah. And in one of those moments, it's Alfred burning the letter and in that moment it's because some people just want to watch the letter burn <laughs> hey now at the he decides not to give him the letter at that moment because he knows it, it's when rachel just died right he says oh, we were going to be together we were gonna she was gonna wait for me and he feels like at the most low point in his entire life so he doesn't give him the letter then and then he burns it like you know what he doesn't need to know this we can let him continue living but he still clings on to this after years and years and in the dark night, like Alfred's like, you have a chance to find love with somebody. You can move on. And he's like, I had love. That was Rachel. She's gone. And Alfred's just sick of it. And he's like, okay, no, move she was on. gonna. She wasn't gonna. She was gonna leave you. And that's the thing that causes the rift. So it was a right. hugely important thing. You just wrong person. Take that. Stick that in your pipe and hey, smoke it. All I wanted was for my memory to be jogged. You don't have to yell at me about something I didn't really get mad at. You I wanted didn't... a jog. I gave you a sprint. Jake, Phone. if you you make me so mad sometimes. If you could be nicer, Jake, I would appreciate it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll try to be a Thank little you. nicer on the show. <laughs> Man, this is great acting, and just yeah, no one seeing Isaac it. Isaac slamming the table, he's slamming he the table, his throwing hat his hat off. off. Yeah, this is great. Now he has to. He's sheepishly picking his hat up as the earphones fall out. As he has to lean over, <laughs> he put his hat on weird. He didn't go on correctly. Now it's good. It like doesn't fit his head anymore for some reason. Looks like he has a weed leaf. It does kind of look like it's a, a Buckeye leaf, head. but... I wonder if they've ever thought about that. Buckeye yeah, leaf. I can't wear this outside the metro area. The Metroid yeah. area? I have a weird... Okay, I have a hot take about The Dark Knight. Okay. My favorite aspect of this movie is the fairy sequence, which a lot of people don't like. The fairy sequence? Why don't people like it? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was with like, an eye. I was for sure thinking like like fairies. Like yeah, with when wings. Tinkerbell comes yeah. in. Me too, when you first said it. Yeah, I thought it was okay. distracting, but... That I like fairy, it. okay. The two fairies. Oh who no, both I like that. Why don't people, people like don't that? Like that? I don't understand. 
Because people are just stupid and not as smart as me. <laughs> well, you could say us. We agreed with you, but the, you just have the to royal take the royal no, no, no. for yourself. When I say me, I mean we. We're this all cat one. Is get we all can. I love the moral like situation that Joker presents mm-hmm. to them, and I like that it was all a sham. I like that he was disappointed and then doesn't care like seconds later because it's yeah. just like, oh, well, yeah. <laughs> I'll get him next time. He doesn't right. care. He was just going to brush over like, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, to everybody else, it'll look like they blew each other. Up like again. he like there are points where it seems like he does have this big plan and this big scheme. But really, I think he's just eh, he's just messing with people. So somebody pointed this out recently. I'd never noticed this before that in the scene, which is maybe the best scene in the whole movie, which is Joker confronting Harvey Dent in the hospital bed. The way that, because Joker grips the gun and kind of puts Harvey's hand oh, around the trigger. Oh, he's holding his hand, like, yeah, he's holding his hand where the trigger is. Joker is holding his hand where the trigger is so that Harvey couldn't have pulled no, the trigger. yeah. If he did it, it wouldn't have worked. So in that moment, and I didn't know that until like a couple yeah, weeks ago. Yeah, that's really cool. So everything he does, he has a contingency. That entire plan about, like, that entire speech about I'm just a dog chasing cars is just an act. He plans yeah. out everything meticulously. But I think he's just doing it for fun. He is just doing it for he fun. He doesn't have, like, this ultimate goal. I, I don't think the fact that Gotham proved itself to be quote-unquote good in that moment, I don't really think he cares. Like, it would have been no. fun to see one of the fairies blow up, but he. D- but it's not like his whole life is ruined because his his plan didn't go off. It doesn't because, I mean, the whole ending speech he gives to Batman about how all it takes is one little push. Mm-hmm. It's basically the speech he gives in The Killing Joke about, like, he just, he is convinced that, like Batman says, that everybody is secretly, deep down, as evil as him. If they are just pushed far enough, they will get to that point. And so he feels that they're destined to do it forever, and eventually he will be proven correct. By the way, another thing I've noticed in this movie, a nice little, like, speaking of Christopher Nolan making good camera choices. In the scene in which Alfred is talking about, I can't remember which one it is. I believe it's one of their last scenes with him and um, Alfred together when he's talking about, is he trying to convince him to give up or saying, no, like, this is what Batman can be, this is... I know Bruce Wayne can't handle this, but you can endure all this stuff. The way it's framed is so that, like, Bruce Wayne and Alfred are standing, like, profile view to the camera, but in the background, between them is the cowl framed, like, in between Mm -hmm. them. Like, this is the thing that is getting between them. It's a nice camera choice. It is. Yeah. Good movie. It's so good. Anything else to to say about Dark Knight? Because I... I mean, you could spend a whole podcast. You about really it. could. I I love Fair the I, I love the choice. I like the whole the whole fairy scene. I love the prisoner's side of the boat. That one dude is so my he hero. Should have did a long time ago. Yeah, he's such oh, a good, so good. He's a good dude. I like that dude. That Even moment he's is great. Guy. He's a good dude. The score is great. Hans Zimmer is so ripped off that people think that he's hacky because mm-hmm. people like try to do Hans Zimmer, but his use of themes and mm-hmm. sound is very his, very innovative his man of steel theme is so good oh it's fantastic way too good for that movie in my opinion i know you don't agree with me but when i think about how much i like that movie i think a lot of it is the music it's probably the same reason why i like the prequel so much it's like but the music makes it (laughs) so good right (laughs) yeah it does help his man of steel theme is is great has the potential to be as classic as the christopher reeves one if only the movies were i think he worked 
I think there was someone else working on on Batman Begins as well as Zimmer. Zimmer, th- there was someone. Zimmer there was him. some, huh? I think it was just Zimmer. I think there was someone else because I um, I, it was the guy that Nolan used for his first for movies. by Prestige for yeah for I think Prestige was the last full movie that guy did. Um, and I know he did like Insomnia and all of his stuff before then, and then. <clears throat> They they traded off and worked together on Batman Begins, and I think they might have worked together. James Newton Howard, you're right. Yeah, yeah. and then they Calm. worked together possibly on Dark Knight, even, and then by Rises. I think James Newton Howard is dead. He was sick. Oh, yeah, he was sick and dying. I think, and and that's when Hans took over full time as Nolan's dude. But that's kind of cool. That's that's what they did with Batman v Superman. It was Zimmer and Junkie XL. Junkie mm, XL was yeah. going to do the Justice League soundtrack and got replaced by Danny Elfman, which. I think it's a good choice. I like Danny Elfman. Yeah, me too. The Batman theme is probably the best part of the old Batman movies. Yes. Probably. Yeah. It's very hey, good. Remember you and I uh, watched like the the first uh, Raimi Spider-Man and oh, that score just how that's so it's a superhero score that interacted with the movie and that is something that doesn't I happen know. anymore. Right. Like ugh, brief sidebar on our Star Wars podcast about Batman. Let's talk about <laughs> Spider-Man real quick. Those Raimi movies like the first two are just brilliant and like his score is just a perfect encapsulation of Spider-Man. Like, Giacchino is so good in so many things, but his scores for the Marvel movies recently have been pretty... He's been sleepwalking through those things. Like, the score that Danny Elfman did, it was, like, hopeful and rises, but there's such a hint like of a darkness and melancholy. And Yeah, like a fire. The fire rises. There's like a hint of melancholy and like tragedy underneath it. Like it's never just purely heroic. It's always like a tinge of tragedy underneath it. And it's oh, it's very good. Anyway, The Dark Knight Rises is the one I've been watching the most recently. Yeah, let's talk about Dark Knight Rises. It's stinking good. (laughs) I saw The Dark Knight Rises in theaters when it came out. I was dating Chelsea at the time. Hey, and. Probably a little distracted during the movie. I hey, I I think I liked it, and then but I didn't I didn't love it. Oh really? And I I did not see it again until about a month ago, maybe a little bit less. I've not seen really? Dark Knight Rises in that whole wow. time period until about a month ago. That's and when I watched it again a month ago, I loved it. It was really good. I hadn't seen it for a few There's years. There's some flaws. It's very good. It had been a couple years since I'd watched it, and I was like, I'm going to do a Dark Knight trilogy run, and it was a few months ago, and boy, oh boy, that movie is great, and it is it is flawed. I think that some of the problems that people have with it are things that I like about the movie, or things that just didn't really offend me in a way that it did other people. Like, the Talia al Ghul twist is, like, lame, but I wasn't like, oh, this is just ridiculous. Like, I was just like, oh, okay. Whatever. Like, it wasn't, it didn't take me out of the movie too much. She's the weak point of the movie for me, but not because of the twist or who she's playing or I'm the just, weird way that she's For a she while, dies. that was my biggest issue with I'm the just, entire thing. I'm just not a huge fan of Marion Cotillard. Really? Yeah. I don't I like her. I think I like her because she's so stunning that I forgive she's very her pretty. not being that she's great. She's very pretty. I, she's my least favorite part she's of Inception. She's great in Inception. Too. She's Ooh. my least favorite of that. I just, and I think it's just her. I just don't like her. Very Ooh, much. I liked her a lot in Inception. Also, she's crazy. In Inception, real life? No, in real life, oh, she really? is a 9/11 truther, and moon oh, landing no! was faked. Oh no! That's a bummer that to hear. Yeah. Oh well, 
hey, she was great. Great casting for Inception then. Yeah, she's really I think crazy. for the most part, celebrities usually are a bunch of space cadets. Oh, I gotta say, I try crazy. not to tune in too much to celebrities' personal lives because you're always going to be if bummed you find, out. If you ever find out anything, you're you never going to be I was just happy thinking, with. Oh, good. I'm glad I looked into that person. <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking today about someone like George Clooney. Like, you get the impression he's the type of person that, like, watches Abbott and Costello by himself and just, like, laughs really hard. That is a weird assumption. I don't know. He just, like, he laughs too hard at Abbott and Costello. He just, like, he, he has a personal pranks. a Never. personal theater room where he only, like, plays Abbott and Costello movies. Do so you just think that he's Lego Batman from Lego Batman movies? Yes. Where he just has an enormous theater that he just cracks Batman. up and stuff by himself? I just remember watching Leatherheads and being so... Like disgusted by what I was watching. Terrible movie. Absolutely. Him and trying I, I to do Cohen that. and just whiffing at everything. Just George Clooney whiffing, just whiffing to, his own farts. He should just stick to doing Cohen. Like, but he directed. As an actor. Well, but then he was in Hail Caesar, which is you know what though that movie gets a little bit better on rewatch. Never seen. It's bananas. And it's completely ridiculous. He directed Good Night and Good Luck, which is a very good movie. I do like that movie. It's pretty good. David um, Strathairn. He is. Very Excellent. good. He hasn't done a lot recently. No, I always like. He's one of those guys I'm always happy to see. Yeah. in a movie. Why wasn't he Marion Cotillard's character in The Dark Knight? Why Rises? wasn't he? It might have. Why been, wasn't he Talia? Al Ghul? It might have been confusing for him to be Liam Neeson's younger daughter. <laughs> Maybe. I think it weird if work. it was his older daughter. Nolan. Hey, Nolan pulls the wool over audiences' eyes all the time. He's a real sheep's. Which man. is like hey. the like one of the big complaints Dark Knight Rises get get. Is like when they when Dark Rise come out when Dark Rise come out when they rob uh, the stock exchange. It's daytime. Robbing the stock exchange. Then they go through a tunnel and it's nighttime. And it's just like those kind of things. Nighttime like comes later. Like, there's no way that's an accidental thing that they just that's didn't catch. One of us in the wreckage, brother. <laughs> now I do. Okay, let's talk about Bane because that's where we start the movie. Number one villain. He's of all time. <laughs> not really. Very good. He's so good. He is Can number say, two to the Joker. Let me say this. Let me say this. Let me say this. Nope. The first time I saw the movie, I must have... I don't know. Where's your guys' experience in the theater? Because the theater I was in, I could not understand Bane through the whole movie. And it kind of... Oh, I don't think I my... had problems. Did you see it like really early on? No. I saw it at midnight. I saw it opening day. At midnight with yeah. Chris Hardwick? Yeah, I saw it with Chris Hardwick on his okay. show at midnight. How's he doing? Um, He's not doing great. Mm. Talking Bad got canceled. Like all of his little post shows keep going away and so my experience in the theater i i don't recall having a hard time understanding him but i i loved his performance um it is just the weirdest choice paying off like he must have brought that choice to the table right like there's no way that that was like hey you know my vision for this character is talking like tin can sean connery it got changed uh, drastically from what it was, there was a there Not was an I, really there is an IMAX trailer. I think you can still find it on YouTube, and it is almost indecipherable. What he's well, saying. yes, I mean like the and, the level to which you can understand it was changed, and but. it was yes, it, like the accent is still relatively the same. But I'm pretty sure he went through and re-recorded everything after they released the long IMAX trailer. They like remember they the they outcry was the, so yeah yeah they released the plane scene for like before some movie i don't remember which uh -huh. movie and no one could understand them lots of outcry yeah there was a lot of internet and rage i think tom hardy had to go back in and adr you know he had to, a dark rises everything i think they the just movie. had to <laughs> i think he just probably upped the audio on the on the thing he hit the audio increase button we can on look the it up but i think he might have i think he re-recorded he might have had to do that i mean because I what's one thing that was a cool result of that was that his voice doesn't seem to come from any one source in the movie. Yeah. Like, oh, I love that. It just 
is in the scene kind of everywhere louder than anything else and it gives it a very like creepy powerful quality to it yeah, it's really jarring first thing in the movie like it is yeah. like you're you're right how it is it's almost like hard to describe it's like it's on the screen shooting like, a man before throwing him out of a plane yeah i know before you realize it's him you just hear that voice while he's still got the bag on his head and it's so good yeah, what was that guy in the beginning's plan? He just wanted to know who Bane was and why he wore the mask? They're, I, yeah, I think they're just trying. I think Bane and his mercenary group has been causing trouble wherever they are, and he's just trying to learn more so about that Bane. That's car, like a special group trying to hunt down Bane. That car thought that they had just captured three of Bane's mercenaries, but they had really also they captured, had captured Bane. captured Bane and didn't realize it. But only one of you! <laughs> that guy is ridiculous at the beginning. <laughs> What happens if you take off the mask? It'll be painful. For you. For you. <laughs> You're a big guy. For you. That's the weird part of that dialogue. Yeah. It's not it's not You're the a big greatest. Guy. It's not the greatest. That guy has a terrible American accent. To open He's your Irish. like Capra to a trilogy with that performance is unfortunate. But it's now just like a charming detail of the movie that this guy that is guy. just a yeah. strange clown. <laughs> he dies pretty quick anyway. He does. I mean they were expecting one of them and a record brother. But that stunt at the beginning. <laughs> real. Amazing. Real. Crashing this plane. <laughs> so cool. And the effect of him dropping down towards the camera is yeah. still great every Scary. time. Scary. It just scares me every time. It is. I, I shrink back in fear every I cry. time. Well, the second time. The ugly crying starts. <laughs> um, the thing that really ticks people off about this movie is the choice to have Batman become a, like a recluse for years. I'm okay with it. It's fine. It he's didn't thinking, bother me. Like he's just think about Rachel. It's implicit in the end of The Dark Knight that they had to have Harvey Dent die a hero, die thinking that it was a white <laughs> he was a white knight, and have Batman take the blame. So he couldn't have been like nobody would have wanted Batman around if they thought that he was a murderer. That's another instance of like if he took the fall for it, then that was the like that was the little, point, right? Yeah, sweaty. that's where it comes in. I think we're uh doing a good like job. you were saying like <laughs> where the people who didn't like that that style that stylistic choice or that that movie choice to have him go away i mean i think the only reason for him to keep being batman would be to keep like the next month's issue coming out <laughs> of the of the comic book because he has to fight somebody i think the dent act is a little weird the fact that it, it put all these people in jail, and if we find out, I, I don't, I know that's a real thing. That if a judge is found out to be incompetent, that all of the cases he's done, you know, are thrown out. But oh I, yeah, I forgot about that whole thing. But that's just, that the Dent Act is a little weird to me. That this one law that they made supposedly put so many people behind bars, and I'm not sure why or what the law is, and they never really explain it. This movie expects the viewer to have the most level of like suspension of disbelief for than a comic book movie than, than, than the, other ones. the other ones. Yeah, and I think that threw people off. Like it is like it's. This movie is heavily stylized in a way that the first two aren't really necessarily. Like, it's so sweeping and epic and, once again, like, operatic. Like, it's just very grand scale. Like, the image of all of those cops going into the sewer is such a cool image and does oh, yeah. not make logical it sense. Just, no, no, that But it's also happen, just, but... like, in this movie, that's what they did. That's what so happened, yeah. I don't, No, like, it's fine. I can suspend my disbelief. It's, this movie is kind of I trying can. to be don't about a legend. I can. You're just blowing past it. I can suspend my disbelief, Hey, Riley, Jake. I'll believe it when I see it. Okay, well, I'm suspending it right now. Okay, well, you know what? You're suspended from this podcast. <sighs> Dang it, okay. You're back in. I love okay, it too much. You. 
Anyway, like, yeah, there is a lot of that. And there's the thing, another thing that people complain about is how did Bruce Wayne get back to Gotham? He's Bruce Wayne. He's Bruce Wayne. That's the point. He did it. That's the whole point of that scene is like, yeah, he has connections everywhere. He's Bruce Wayne. He can get anywhere, wherever he wants. Um, or he swam. Or he just swam a really long way. Even, like, the thing of, like, why did he take the time to, like, set a bat signal thing on the building? It's like, I don't know. I don't really care yeah, about that kind matter. of stuff. Yeah. These kinds of plot holes in a that's, Batman movie it's are not, That's acceptable. the thing. It's not a plot hole. That's, it's cine- just a, that's thing a cinema that sin plot hole right there. Yeah, exactly. The bat well, signal on the side of the... So you're telling me that he had enough time to go and do the thing, but... Barf. That guy's voice is so stupid. You know what? CinemaSins can go... Sound like the Kong Skull Island uh, director getting all mad at CinemaSins. I was a, in on that mix. I, there was a bee in his beehive that day. There was a bee all... There was a bug <laughs> in his beehive. Isn't that like a normal thing for a bee to be in a beehive? <laughs> we started... I think I said like a bug in my beehive, and then that just evolved into a bee in our beehive. That's what we saying. <laughs> but yeah, Gary Witta started that, I think. And he retweeted me, guys, and it was really cool. Oh, and hey, he guys, responded. speaking of Gary Witta. Come on the show. Let's talk about Gary Oldman. We haven't talked oh, about I him guess at so. all. He's, he's pretty good. He's great, I think, in the first oh, two. And he's all right in this one. He gets a little... You old, know what's he, happened to he him? Gets, he goes full Oldman in this one. He's great in all these movies. But there, I will say, there's a scene that distracts me every single time. It's in the dark night. It's when they're standing on the rooftop of the bat signal and him and Harvey and Batman are talking and his accent seeps out so hard. He's just, they knew we were coming. Like, which he is says weird it because he's straight up. He's usually so good with accents. He weird. breaks it so hard in that one scene and every trailer I see that he's going like, to be in a movie now, his accent sounds terrible and I feel like That's he just weird. lost it at some point during that exact scene. It was never quite <laughs> able to regain it. That's so weird because he's so good in like, I if he was one of those guys for a long time I didn't realize was uh, was not American. Yeah, no, because he's... most of the things I saw him in, he was playing an American, and he's I had great. no idea. For some reason, in that one scene, it slipped, and it he never quite regained. Kind of like Christian Bale, I like his American accent is ridiculous too. Oh, I don't agree. Really? I thought he sounded great. No, I'm saying it's ridiculous. As in, he's one of those guys I never knew was English. Oh yeah, for a no, long no, time. he has like a flawless. Yeah, but... like in like when I. <laughs> The first time I saw The Prestige, I'm like, wow, his English accent's really good. <laughs> oh, I thought, right. I thought he was American. Yeah. yeah, I was distracted by it like, oh, that sounds kind of like a fake accent. And it was really his <laughs> it real accent. accent. Yeah. And then I felt silly. And then you heard that clip of him yelling at the the director on <laughs> he, set or the someone on set. Right, like the like the lighting or boom mic guy <laughs> yeah. or something. Yeah. This movie has maybe my favorite element to any of the Batman movies. I don't know why I connect with this part so much, but him in the Lazarus Pit. I really love that conceit of the movie of this gigantic pit where prisoners are thrown down, but if they can climb out, they're allowed to leave. It's yeah. just such a just like another thing about this movie that's more fantastical than the other ones, but it's so cool. That's another part of the movie where you can pick it apart. Like, where do they all get food? Stop. What What did Bane have to do to make sure the one TV channel works so that Bruce <laughs> can see it? Like, there's lots yeah. of little things like that. I'm telling you, really the staff has like a back end. I'm telling the collective <laughs> you to stop, not not no, right. Yeah, no, I know it doesn't. <laughs> that's the stuff that doesn't matter. You can you can pick it apart, but it's just such a cool segment of the movie that it's, it, it yeah, all slides. It's just so visually Part of the scary. rise motif again. Mm-hmm. And they He's can't rising. rise. It's yes. Great. And Very all good. the scenes of him like just working harder and harder to get a little further the next time. 
It's great. And the moment where he finally makes that jump and he has to, like, embrace his fear once again, like, bringing the entire trilogy in one moment back to, like, the motif that was at the very beginning is pretty great. Like, it's really thrilling every time. And it really looks like he makes, like, they the way they shoot it is really impressive. It looks like this impossible jump. They cut it just right. Um, the best part of Dark Knight Rises is Catwoman. Yes, we need to, there's a couple more people. We need to talk about Catman, Catwoman, Catman, and Catman, 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 <laughs> and Robin. Oh, yeah. Mm. I am a person of the belief that Joseph Gordon-Levitt is an actor that exists. <laughs> I like Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and I'm sure that it He's is. He's fine. I'm sure it's 90% because I like looking at him. He's and I like handsome... hearing him talk. He's an interesting looking person. The He's... looks that Chelsea's giving Riley right now, by the way. She knows I have a crush on Joseph Gordon. Joseph Gordon Levitt looks like the like the Russian ceramic doll like inside of Peyton Manning. I find him to be <laughs> He's like the second level. <laughs> Just like a long faced, long necked. I don't understand. <laughs> Peyton Manning. <laughs> It's like the tinier version, like the five foot five version. Five foot five? <laughs> um, Superman. I really don't think he's a good actor. <laughs> I like Joseph Gordon Levitt. He's a good lot. in this movie. I like him in he's... this movie. I like him in Inception. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say he's a great actor. I'm gonna say I he's like him in everything I've ever seen. In Inception, him in. he's normal. He's just like he's a line deliverer. He is able to go on set and read lines. He's. I like him. He's kind of like. James Franco. He's an a sort of like vehicle, like almost like an engine that delivers <laughs> empathy. <laughs> and we're all just passengers on his little but, train. Yeah, we're just the empathy passengers on the his JGL Express. Empathy engine. I, I like JGL a whole lot. And I know he's not the greatest actor. Remember he's that good bicy- in this movie. Remember that bicycle movie? I never saw it. Me he also does perhaps the worst French accent in the history of cinema. I never saw one. that one either. Yeah. Remember, uh, it's, it's offensive. <laughs> remember in Snowden when he did the, uh, remember when Dewey Finn did Hi. Ned Schneebly's voice? I never uh, saw that is, either. This is Edward Snowden. Hi, this is Ned Schneebly. He does. That was the worst <laughs> voice I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> His Edward Snowden is just like this like stoner character from the 80s. Um, I'm Edward Snowden. <laughs> is that movie out? I have not even. Came out like a year ago. Oh, wow. It, yeah, flopped, he's not. I don't think he's very good. But he, I I like him in this movie. That scene where he's like on the school bus on the bridge and he like screams like you murdered that like it's mm-hmm. very like I get yeah. chills every time. That's good. He's good, but um, Catwoman. Yeah, she. I was I will great. say not a huge Anne Hathaway fan prior to this movie, and I was so into this. And then I think Les Mis came out shortly after this movie, <laughs> and she was so good in that. And then Interstellar came out. And she was she was so good at that. She is very good. I at love that. Interstellar. I love Interstellar so much. We should talk about it someday. I think we I've might. got a lot to say about it. I think we might. I should watch it. Yeah. You it? Sorry, that was loud. You need to watch Interstellar. Have you not? I don't seen know it? If I want to watch it now. It's <laughs> <laughs> gonna keep listening to those sort of reactions. Next time we hang the out, let's just watch Interstellar. Yeah. Jake is making. I have it on Blu-ray. <laughs> Okay, I got gotcha. you. <laughs> Interstellar. I'll make you deal. Interstellar is my favorite movie of the 2000s. Yeah, it's up there. Bold I, words, I, <laughs> I almost stopped myself before the 2000s thing is how much I love Interstellar. It's like, it's really solid. It's really good. Ooh, it's good. It's, it's so ambitious. Oh, I don't know. 
Yeah, that's I'm I'm I wouldn't say that. Boy, but. it's good. It is it is 100% in my top 5 of all time. That's really great. Um so but sorry. Anne Hathaway, I want to talk about this. Yeah, let's I've talk never about Anne loved Catwoman. I was not psyched that she was going to be in this movie. Although I, I I don't know. I liked Michelle Pfeiffer a lot in Batman Returns. I don't think I've ever seen that one all the way through. I so keep trying I didn't to watch ha- it. I didn't, I, keep have falling a con- I didn't have a connection to Michelle. Pfeiffer. Great, maybe the best Tim Burton movie. Maybe the worst, like not the worst certainly, but like not a good Batman movie. Mm-hmm. But all the actors are great, and it just looks amazing. It's like him at the top of his Tim Burtoniness. <laughs> but they make her an insane person who was thrown out of a window and was like an insane stay-at-home cat lady, <laughs> and then just goes insane and starts wearing leather, and it's a little weird. And I'm not quite sure what message we're trying to get across, but cat ladies are this, weird. Yeah, I guess pretty lame. Like this message. movie gets it right, where she is a cat burglar. The moment in this movie that's amazing is when she totally like dukes. I'm sorry, I meant to say jukes, <laughs> but I'll, hey, I'll stick with it. She dukes <laughs> these guys. She like totally messes with um, Krennic. <laughs> And yes. not Krennic, um, weird guy who looks like Lashif, but is not. Right, yeah. Flat face, like, I'm going to count three. Yeah. Fish face. Man. Like, her her demeanor totally changes. Yes. So, like, when yeah, the, as really soon as the, like, the cops come in, she starts, like, screaming at the top so of her lungs. So good. And then immediately she's like, got him. <laughs> and just at the very beginning of the movie, the way we're introduced to her is great. She's breaking in. We just see her. She's just, like, a, a server. And she has the perfect posture. She just looks like she's part of the house staff. She goes in and, like, even when she's confronted by Bruce, has this very, like, innocent demeanor. Timid. And then as she's soon as she, he calls her on it, she not changes. just her voice, but, like, her entire physicality completely she, like, changes. She, slouches down a little bit. It's and so it's just, good. Like, she's suddenly Catwoman. The way that she kicks away his cane and, like, back with <laughs> so the good. window. <laughs> oh, she just embodies that character. She's very good. What do you think of the, the clean slate protocol thing? I like it is fake, right? It's not a real thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She should have known better. That, that seems like a really weird thing for someone like her to fall for. It like, does. It, I feel like that may have like if we had more like history of her character. I don't know, like something to m- motivate her to want to believe so hard in something like that. I don't see her using a lot of like gadgets and stuff, so I guess I can kind of buy it. Maybe she's not like super. Technic- technologically inclined, her she has the go- the goggles, the cat goggles, but she like, has cat goggles. The the thing that I don't, it's like purely it purely exists as the kind of thing that Christopher Nolan does. Like this movie is all about fear. This movie is all about like, um, like Interstellar. Like it's all about love and everything. This movie is about fresh starts and stuff. And like, Bruce Wayne once. A clean slate, guys. Mm-hmm. He wants to start over. So guess what? There's a thing called the sl- the clean slate yeah. machine. So the entire part of this movie where like Gotham is under Bane's control is pretty weird. Yeah, it's very weird. I like it. Can I? One thing that I found weird about this movie too is the choice that Christopher Nolan made a couple times, like. For instance, when uh, remember when Bane rolls up to the town square to like release all the prisoners, like a lot of these things really have no introduction. It's just like we we're like, there. Smash cut. Here's to, a new yeah. thing we're doing. Yeah, and it's like it's 
three seconds. Oh, okay. Bane's making a speech. Like you gotta like like get your bearings to like figure out where you are and why it's happening. And it was just a. I kind of like that because it gives you the sense that this is just how society is now. He just declares something now, and that's just the way mm-hmm. it is because he's yeah. just controlling it. It's different though. It's. I, I don't yeah. know what he's like exactly what he's trying to accomplish by releasing all the prisoners if he wants like i know what he's ultimately doing but he's telling gotham you know oh the fate's in your hands now I'm going to release these prisoners who were i guess technically there under the 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 dent act that you know wrongfully imprisoned them but people should know they were not wrongfully imprisoned they remember what gotham was like before that law my biggest complaint with this movie probably in this is a movie I love, but the very beginning of the movie, at Bruce Wayne's house, where they have this gala for Harvey Dent, even though Bruce Wayne doesn't come out of his house, I don't know. Mm. Like, it's so silly that Jim Gordon is like, there's a time I thought it might have been appropriate to read this very important letter that would have changed the entire history of the world and your perception of a man named Harvey Dent. But today's not that day. So everyone would be clearly like, yeah, I was well, like, wait a minute. What are you talking about? So you clearly yeah. had a thing that you were going to read that would have indicted him and all sorts of crazy stuff. And then Bane just reads that letter. And he just like, puts it like, back in his coat. And like, it's fact. Bloop. Yeah, it's suddenly fact. Just because Bane reads this letter that no one else has seen. That is such a weak yeah, conceit. And just like weak. the fact that he declared it like, I was going to do a thing that would have changed the world, specifically regarding Harvey Dent. Now, he wasn't that great. But I won't do it. But also, like, back in the pocket. What wouldn't fly in our current day and age? Like, I don't know, the social, I, I don't know if no one was thinking of the social media landscape of if someone came out and was like, I have this thing that I'm not going to tell you about this, this politician. You know what, that is interesting that this movie, despite, like, it being, quote unquote, like, modern and, like, grounded in technology and stuff, there is never any social media and hardly ever even, like, telephones being used. Yeah, it's just, like, really. that, Besides just, the, like, the whole, not into it. Yeah. You got the cell phone angle of Dark Knight, but, yeah. Um, but, that's really then it's not really used as a cell phone. It's, you have the cell phone thing a, that happens yeah. like she swaps out his cell phone or something like, like Catwoman does yeah. that one part. Yeah. But like, yeah, the social media and just media in general aspect of it is not really a no, thing. No, it's not a thing. Well, it was a different time. It's five years 2012. ago. 2012. I, I mean, I, I guess it kind <laughs> it of kind was. It kind of was. But like, but the social network came out in 2010. So yeah. <laughs> Facebook movie. was a thing. Yeah. Um, I don't know if Twitter was. I think Twitter, Twitter was, was 2010 probably as well. Yeah, it's probably... It hasn't been around that long, honestly. It probably wouldn't have been at the forefront of Christopher Nolan's. Why are we even talking yeah. about Twitter? Yeah, like... Follow us on Twitter. That's a kind of a weak conceit. And just the fact that... What is this machine that Bruce Wayne had that would have like made clean energy for the entire world, but he just stopped it because he was sad or something? I, I don't I, remember this part I of it that clearly. I think it is very clear... That Christopher Nolan did not want to make another Batman movie once Heath Ledger died. And mm. I, I think there was a lot of stuff like this movie might have benefited from uh, Dark Knight being about Bane or, or being about some of it because you it's like a much like the rest of the movie, like Isaac was talking about. There's, it's a smash cut from Dark Knight and everything that happened there to here's a brand new situation with a lot of stuff that you've never heard about, like this clean energy machine that has not been around at all. And Talia, although she, I forget what her name is supposed to be before then, but in, and Tate. like, what? Miranda Tate. Oh, I said, but yeah, there's just a lot of stuff thrown at you at once in this movie that probably would have benefited from being set up, but eh. you didn't need 
the Talia stuff, really, did you? I mean, like, I no, like it would have been okay if Bane was the League of Shadows mastermind. It would have been okay. I would have been okay if he was like the um, Ra's al Ghul progeny that Liam Neeson had left behind when he talked about, you know, once I had a wife and kids and beginning yeah. of Batman Begins. I like that they tie in and make this very much a sequel to Batman Begins. Yeah. And tie back the League of oh, Shadows yeah. stuff. That is very effective. But you don't, yeah, you. It, it's a subplot that you could have cut out of the movie. I guess what's good about it is it does kind of yeah i disagree yeah, i'm sorry i'm like disagree with yourself what you just said yeah i'm disagreeing with the thought that i had in my brain oh. <laughs> so we're back to the no solo, brain you're wrong the solo jake show where it's just him cross talking with himself you are watching football <laughs> i'm just waiting until you're done i keep waiting for you to talk and you don't it's hard when you're talking <laughs> i just gotta interrupt is that how it works jake, can yes you be, can you be a little nicer no okay well, i guess you're not being nice I, this movie really benefits from a few rewatches. I feel like the last time I watched it, I finally started to finally, finally jigsaw falling into place. Like it's mm, finally <laughs> Radiohead. But uh, I, yeah, it's for people who say you can watch a movie like this once and that that's good. That's I don't find that to be the case. I, this is definitely <laughs> one that people you should come back to a few times. No movies benefit from repeat viewings. I'd say they also suffer from repeat viewings sometimes. Depending on which one. Depending yeah. on what type of person you are. Yeah, but Rises, I think... With a small brain. No, I'm just saying, I'm just like, if someone who, like, nitpicks a lot, you can find a lot of yeah, things I, on repeat viewings I that agree. you didn't notice the first time, but you can also find a lot of good stuff. That's what, with me with Rises, that's why it's, like, going up the list for me is because I like it a little bit more each time I watch it. Like, I don't, I don't really notice, like, the gaping holes. I mean, they, once I've understood... Like the hole that all the for, police go into. Yeah, or the literal hole that Batman's in. That's a true. That is true. He is in a gaping hole. He's in a gaping hole. Hey, hey. The <laughs> sunrise final battle that's fought pretty good at sunrise. Another I, rise. Isn't that I? The first time I saw it, I don't know. It's just such a cool. It should have been called the sun concept to have a final battle in broad daylight in the at snow sunrise. For yeah, Batman. as all of these like hundreds of townspeople are like fighting this civil war. Mm-hmm. Well, the background. it's pretty great. Like having yeah. like <laughs> the su- like the morning sun shining on like Batman's black armor. That just the the way it's, that it's very weird to see Batman that. in the daytime, and it's a, yeah, it's an effective use of that. It's a bold word, those choice. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Very bold. I. The like probably the best just, the moment in the entire movie is when Bane just destroys Batman. There's no score Ooh, the entire scene. Yeah. They drop out all it's score. Brutal. The entire like just cool like cool dudes montage of him and Catwoman just kicking butt in the sewers is great. And then it ends in her betraying him. All the music cuts out. He gets demolished. He Bane fights so cool. It's so painful to watch. He's the coolest fighter. It's so he good. just looks fun to watch. I don't like violence, but it looks fun he to be Bane. He is ridiculous. He looks insane. Watch your skin, wait to be Bane. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, he's crazy, just like beefy in this movie, too. Hey. Like, he does not look like a real person. What I wish they would have done instead of having Brandon T- <laughs> Brandon, 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 Brandon Taint. Brandon <laughs> Taint. <laughs> instead of having. Um, Talia is to have just focus on his relationship with Catwoman. Yeah, just focus on that. Like yeah. I like he didn't love... need to, he didn't need to sleep with Talia. And he needs all that. to what? have a love interest that was to really get weird. Yeah. To have a love interest to get past Rachel is a smart move. 
it, it should have been, been Catwoman because that's what he ends up with. Right. Yeah. I don't get it. I think he just really wanted to have Cotillard in that movie. Yeah, he's got a thing for Cotillard. I, I get it. I don't have a thing for her. Yeah. You have a thing for Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I do. It's just also understandable. Minnie Peyton. <laughs> oh, that's the thing. <laughs> he does not look like Peyton. He Peyton. really doesn't in any way. <laughs> he absolutely does. Both of you are wrong. It's Simply okay. A... <laughs> I'm fine. I'll let you have that opinion. You can just you can have it all to yourself. Thanks. Um, <laughs> I need your permission. Uh-huh. But, but, you'll, okay. but you'll take it. Um, the thing I love is the fact that it is about the legend of Batman. I like Batman stories that are yeah. about Batman's influence on Gotham and what Batman means to Gotham. Batman doesn't have to be Bruce Wayne. See, I like that. Yeah. And I like seeing people draw the bat symbol all over town and like that that symbol means something to people. That's really cool. I, I you guys okay. No, I like I like uh I like the ending leaving the throne to to Robin. It, that's a that's a goofy little thing that I like when that's great. when he you know, when he goes to the woman and she's like, oh, you should use your real name. I like it. Robin. Yeah. It's good. it's It's super cheesy and I like it. I love it. Because that's what happens in the comics is that Batman trains Robin and but eventually Robin has to take over the cow and become Batman. There have been rumors, I don't know if they're just fan rumors, that JGL might be involved in a Nightwing movie, which would be the weirdest thing. Because then, like, are they trying to connect the universes? They, no, it's weird. But on one hand, they would be stupid to do it, and on the other hand, they'd be smart to do it because yeah. people have a connection with these movies. They've already ruined it, I guess, with Suicide Squad. You can't yeah. have that Joker exist with oh. Heath Ledger's. But yeah, but BVS works better if you think of the Dark Knight as canon and you just think of it as like an alt timeline where like Batman fails. I'd rather not think about BVS in general. That's fine. We don't have to talk about it. We're talking about the Nolan Batman. This is movies. a Star Wars podcast. You know, what I, you know what I liked about the the Dark Knight trilogy is that it's it's self contained, of course, but it it's self contained in a way where like the DCEU and the Marvel universe, there always needs to be a, a new threat. There's always going to be something for the good guys to fight against. But it was like like you were talking about, like it's Batman can be anyone. Or it's what Batman represents, and there a superhero has the the capability to step away when like it's his time. He's not just there as like to to beat up like a group of thugs. He's he served He's there to purpose. accomplish something. Yeah, and he accomplished it, and he went away, and and that's okay because that's the end of the story. And the legend will continue with a new guy. I mean, that's this is my mixed, totally mixed feelings on like the expanding universe stuff. Is as a comics fan, it's great. I like seeing the crossover stuff, and it's made for some really great stories. But on the other hand, you can't—you just can't have a singular trilogy like this. That's one director's voice and point of view that's carried through, totally insular from beginning to end. Like that can't really happen anymore. I think it's a good like twenty or twenty-five years before we would get something like that again, because the Marvel universe has to run its course completely, and then you'd have some sort of palate cleansing. I don't know. Pick your superhero, like. Hulk or Iron Man again. I don't know. Just pick somebody. It's got to be Hulk. Yes. <laughs> you just. It's Everyone's hard to imagine favorite. the next Dark Knight trilogy being a Hulk trilogy, but it, it, it grounded and real. Um, they'll just do like with Lou Ferrigno, not have a giant Hulk, just like a band painting. But just Hulk. something that's gonna <laughs> allow us to just follow one hero story, and it's not connected to anybody else except that. I think There's Batman. Just so much money in yeah. having these connected universes. I think Batman's a special case too, where I think he can be by himself. Like I think him and Spider Man are like 
two of the only heroes that can be off by themselves, and it's not going to be weird that no one else is around. Like, it's interesting. One of the stipulations, like, Matt Reeves has been out there saying is, like, because he's going to be directing the new Batman movie, and he wanted to make it very clear that he did not want this to be a cameo-laden movie that had to tie into a bunch of different DC stories. He wants it to be a Batman movie Mm -hmm. that is specifically about this character, and that's great to hear. That's where Marvel started. Yeah, I mean... their, their cinematic universe. It's true, but I feel like they've fallen away oh, from that. They, oh, for sure because they have. You can't have... Well, like, I've the spoken, Thor movie I'm so excited for. Yeah. But you gotta have Hulk in it, I guess. Yeah. And, I, yeah. I've spoken disparagingly about Civil War, and I want to clarify that because it's a great movie. Are you apologizing? No, I'm not. <laughs> because my issue with Civil War is that it's called Captain America Civil War. Yeah, it should just be called Civil War. If it War. was called... Marvel Civil War or the Avengers Civil War, I'd yeah. say that's the best Marvel movie, best Avengers movie. It's a great Avengers movie. I think it's the best Avengers movie. It's not really a Captain it America is, movie. It is a failure as a Captain America yeah. movie. As That trilogy, by the way, had the potential to have that same level of just, not if not like voice, then just quality, because the first two are just so good and fairly self-contained. Mm-hmm. The third one is has nothing to do with the first two movies other than the fact that Winter Soldier exists in it right. in some it, way. So do you think that because another reason I think Dark Knight trilogy works so well is because Batman is interesting and as a like a psychological case study by himself are, are there really again besides Spider-Man or any of like the Marvel heroes would you be interested to see like a trilogy going deeper yeah. into their psyche? I do. I think that the characters are all very strong and they or they started that way at least like Particularly Captain America, the biggest trick that Marvel has pulled is making that character complex and interesting. And I think it's all Chris Evans' performance, but they add a lot of depth to that character, and he is interesting as a character. I think Iron Man is very interesting. Tony Stark is very interesting. Because he's almost become a bad guy in recent years. I haven't seen Spider-Man Homecoming, so I don't know what he's like in that. You should see it. I know, I really need to. But he he's... He's messed up a lot recently, and he's not a villain, but he's on the wrong side of a lot of things lately. Did you see Civil War? Yeah. I would disagree with that, too. Oh, you think Captain America's side is wrong? I don't think either side is right, but I think that Iron Man's motivations are more pure. Oh, I think his motivations are, I screwed up a lot. I'm trying to fix my mistakes. I don't know if I'd call those pure. But I, I don't think so. I don't know. I, I don't see know. what you're saying. But see, the fact that we can have a conversation and debate about that means that yes, yeah, he, he is, is a complex, character. interesting character. It's a shame that you can't like John Favreau didn't get a chance to just do like a trilogy that was all his voice that was like disconnected. It from, became so big. It became big, and I mean, I, it was nice like that Tom Hanks. And then Mickey Rourke had to be yeah. the second one. And Tom Hanks has Iron gotten Man enormous in recent years, hasn't he? <laughs> yeah, dumb movie. <laughs> I know you're right. Oh, got it. Got it. Well, we are out of time. Unfortunately, we didn't get to Star Wars this episode. Oh, yeah. Wait, uh, I guess we can't talk about KOTOR 2. We, did, there's we'll no time. Definitely get to it at some point. Or we already did. We don't know when this is coming out. I don't know. So if you were trying to think that we intentionally put that- off KOTOR 2 for a one more week. That whole bit's going to be terrible. KOTOR 2 comes out before this. Yep. <laughs> this whole episode will be terrible regardless of the context. So, so we're th- sorry we didn't talk about Star Wars. Sorry. When it comes to KOTOR 2, if you think this is over, then you're wrong. 
Hey, that's a Radiohead reference for our true fans out there <laughs> who are the only people that could have possibly stuck it out to the end of this episode. We really, it's late at night and we just wanted to talk about We've Batman. We've wanted to do this for so long. We just like wanted to kind of, as friends, talk about Batman. We quote Batman constantly in our lives. And we just wanted And to- we really wanted a litmus test to see just how far our listeners would, would follow just us. How far would we go we're with able us? to get away with. We won't do this a lot. No. We just wanted- We may talk about Interstellar someday. We may, I really want to talk about, but this would, I mean, you guys wouldn't be interested because it would just be me talking the whole time, so I won't bother. What but are you talking about? Spider-Man Moff talking? movies? Spider-Man movies? I want to Graham off talk about Spider-Man movies. I'd have to watch them again. I have so much I've to say. I've seen like everyone once, I yeah, think. I've seen, seen Spider-Man's never been my dude. He's been my dude yeah. all along, all these years. That was like for a good bit. Like that may have been like second place to Star Wars for me for a little bit. It just, me too. It really like it was. I was kind of the right age. Like Sounds I like really a duo with it. Duo. You just you two. I'll just hang out. Yeah. You too. Next hey. Sunday. Me and Isaac are seeing you two several Sundays ago for you listeners. The band. Congratulations. That's right. Um, I'm happy, guys. This has obviously been delicately curated long form discussion the internationally below Star Wars Saga Tailored like, to the Modern Fanatic at Jacob Kreitz um, Tailored to the Modern Bowman. Fanatic uh, Tailored to the Modern Fanatic Tailored to the Modern Fanatic at Graham Off Talking to you lovingly with the Modern Graham Fanatic by your all the questions you get soothing fanatics of your fanatics Riley here Jake here and Isaac GrahamOffTalking.com Instagram written review not after this episode but unless you like Batman a lot you tell can... your friends um, do you guys you... like Batman? tell Batman I don't. No, I don't like it. Do you like Batman? I give it like uh, t- ten. <laughs> Bye. Then you're gonna love me. <laughs> <laughs> Talking tank. <laughs> <laughs> Don't um, reference other podcasts. I'm Jake and I'm mad at you. We're, we're, we're cutting that out. So it doesn't matter. That's all you sound in my head. We're talking about <laughs> friends. I don't care if we reference things. Anyway, this is a Star Wars podcast. Let's get back so, to Dark Knight. Yeah, let's have a Star Wars podcast where we're talking about Batman. That's right. Um, Exclusively for the rest of the entire podcast. <laughs> Until uh, we get to KOTOR. Yep. We will get to that. We eventually. will get to KOTOR too soon. Kotor too soon. <laughs> That's right. Um, we should name Kotor two episode that Kotor too soon. Yeah, we should. We haven't talked about this, but that we a good have idea. not talked about this. This is definitely not something we talked about off mic. Um, oh, was it off mic? It was off mm. mic. I think. It's like when you bounce a ball off a of Greenberg, off a of like green guitar. The Ben Stiller movie. So Mike Greenberg. There's a <laughs> off a of green Mike Golick. Greenberg is a Ben Stiller movie. Mike Jordan. Good Burger is a Kel Thompson movie. That's <laughs> Keenan Thompson, Kel Mitchell. Shadows of the Empire, Dark Knight, <laughs> Rachel. Ambulance out there. Ooh. Is it, are you okay? Uh, no, I'm dying. Jake, are you okay? I just... <laughs> oh, this might be me. <laughs> is, it, is, it, is it Lego time? <laughs> Lego you should time. You should call them and we make sure it's not you. We haven't asked about the Lego <laughs> Ambulance, are you here for me? 911. <laughs> What's my emergency response? What's my emergency? <laughs>